Hi guys, welcome to episode three of Tracky. I'm Esther. We have Lillian. Hi guys, Lillian's back. <laughs> and Basil. Nice to be acquainted with you all once again. Oh, oh shut God. up! Oh my gosh. Anyway, let's get right into it. London 2017 is coming to an end, and I just think this has been like the weirdest championships. I love it. But this is what I like, though. It's yeah. weird, but I love it. I mean, I've enjoyed it just because it's thrown up a few surprises. So A few? A lot of surprises. Quite a lot of surprises. So it hasn't been as predictable as probably the majority would like it to be. And that's what's made it interesting, just that competitiveness to see new faces or people you wouldn't expect to sort of claim victories in certain events come out and perform the way they did. Mm. What's been your highlight so far? Before I get into so Sorry, go on. <laughs> no, no, Sorry. no, go ahead. Yeah. So literally, that's it? Yeah, um, for me, I think it's the 200 metres on both sides. Uh, um, the fact that Guliev came out and won that, no one truly expected him to actually... You say that, but they did say he was a danger. They said he was a danger, but they always say that. But, but he... in their minds, they didn't expect anyone to... They didn't really expect him to truly do what he did, and that's what... Well, win. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because he takes drugs. Oh, my gosh. I, mean, I appreciate his hard work. He's a hard-working man who... That takes drugs. And second... Doesn't he train in Russia? <laughs> he does actually he does train him I'm sure they said that he's from Azerbaijan but then he had like discrepancies with his like federation so he now he runs for Turkey yeah, but he trains in Russia oh listen he's all ifs and buts he's a clean he's a clean runner he's done all the time well I hope so that would be very embarrassing if he's not and a lap and 200 metres at a women's final the fact that Beth, Daphne Schiffer could come out and claim your best friend once again she's a great athlete so the fact that you know under that pressure you know she's a great starter off the block, and you know, she could sort of hold on and gain that victory. But I did enjoy the fact that Tolu really pushed her right to the end. Yeah, I think Tolu needs to learn how to dip. Yeah, she does. She, I don't well, think she, she does. Because she, yeah. she could have gotten, once she could have yeah. gotten the golden laundry, and I think if she had dipped at the right time, she possibly could have got a golden or 200. But yeah. I'm sure she'll learn. Yeah. Well, I don't know why she didn't learn first time. <laughs> What about you, Lillian? What's your high? Oh, you said Mo Farah yeah. winning the silver. Quite yeah. humbling, isn't it, Steve Cram and yeah. Brendan Foster? Because, um, I mean, again, it was a very slow race. It was a good one minute outside of the world oh. record. <laughs> and, yeah, it was just... I just don't understand why, why we praise, as Baz would say, mediocrity, because... He's slow. Literally. And I'm glad that, you know, someone actually challenged him and said, do you know what? Go slow if you like, but on that last leg, I'm going to fuck you up. And he did. And it, I, do you know what? I knew he wasn't going to get it. I genuinely knew. And on that 100, when he was like... Boxing. There was three of them. Yeah. Yeah, the was like, I, was, I was so happy, honestly. Yeah, that's my main highlight. I mean, like I said, it is a good end to his legacy, at least, you know, to finish off with a goal and a silver. And I think the Brits will enjoy that. A lot unlike his counterpart Usain Bolt, who I guess we shall discuss later on. Yeah. Um, who, <laughs> you know, I have a lot to say about you know the way he performed and you know the so-called saviour saviour of the sport. Yeah, and the injury that came up in the relays, which okay. I'll discuss later on. Okay. Well, my favourite moment still is Gatlin winning that hundreds. Maybe because I was there, so, you know what I mean? The, bu- the booze even fueled me in my <laughs> celebration because it's just the way it went down with he's in London where everyone loves him, the crowd are all for him kind of thing. Well, for Bolt, sorry. Everyone hates Justin Gatlin, even though some people don't know why they hate him. Mm-hmm. They're just booing to go with the crowd. 
and he beats him in a hundred on his last or well, last hundred meter race. I was like, yes. Not that I, the people are thinking, why did you hate Bolt or something? No, I don't hate Bolt at all. Guy's a legend. However, I just think that was just the it for Justin Gatlin. That was just the perfect way because he's probably gonna retire soon anyway. Yeah. I would assume. So this is like one of the, the perfect ended for him, I yeah. believe. So that was um, yeah. But there've been a lot of. I don't. I wouldn't say surprise wins, but I would say poor performances from people that you thought mm-hmm. were going to do well or going to win or build to win. Even like Kenny Harrison yesterday. I mean, after that semi-final, I thought, I was thinking, girl, you need to. You can't be hitting hurdles like that. Yeah. <laughs> and then she, do you know what I mean? And then she came fourth. She yeah. clipped every single one, and that's really bad, that girl. And I've always said like that. For winners are those who are clean jumpers off the hurdles because it's about carrying the momentum and it takes only a clip to take something like one hundredth of a second off your time and you lose your momentum. And so, you know, she yeah, she did not learn from her lessons and I was very happy to see Sally Pearson once again. <sighs> the song about Sally Pearson, I just I cannot stand. However, as an athlete I respect her. Yeah. But do you know sometimes you just look at someone and just think, Ugh. She's just one of those people. I don't know why. Yeah. She hasn't done anything to me, but... I paid £155 yesterday to watch that hurdles, and I was really upset by that. <laughs> like, why honestly, you upset? literally, I... You must I have had the good seats. I had really good seats for that 100-metre uh, final, because I was like, okay, so last year this woman was robbed. She's going to come here, and she's going to fuck shit up. My, sorry, my language. And... I never saw the semi-finals because I was on the motorway in the morning. Oh. So I was expecting to see something great and I didn't know what I meant. Mm. I really didn't. And it was it, it was bittersweet because I love Sally Pearson, so I'm glad that she has come back. She's had loads of mm. injuries. Yeah. She had an accident, all sorts of crap. And for her to come back, great. All power to you. Dawn Harbour was over the moon. Yeah. And it was beautiful to see all those. She was being extra. But I haven't even seen the actual race. I just know yeah, that. Um, yeah. I knew because I, I watched her her heats, and she was absolutely comfortable. Like when I mean, you should see the gap between her and second. Absolutely comfortable in victories and those. So I knew carrying that momentum and that consistency, she would win that final. And once again, she delivered on the big stage. Mm. Do you know what's crazy though? Like I, I feel like something was wrong with Kenny because it must have been normally. Her foot speed between those hurdles is ridiculous, and mm. that wasn't there yesterday. She looked really slow yesterday, and maybe it's because she was hitting every hurdle, hurdle. But yeah, she didn't look. She didn't look like herself, and it's really upsetting because now she's got to wait two more years to get something substantial. It's a shame. I also like the the triple and the triple jump. To be honest, I find it highly entertaining and competitive. Wait, who won the triple? Um, it was Rojas. Um, came second. second. Rojas came um, came first. Yeah, that was a good final. That was a good final. And you can tell that, and, and I like those type of athletes because, you know, they fuel the crowd. You know, they seem to be extroverts who seem to, you know, more or less engage with the crowd in terms mm, yeah. of their behaviour and the way they rile the crowd up with their behaviour on the track. And I think sometimes you need that kind of, you know, enthusiasm in the sport just to get people going and make those type of events interesting. You need those type of characters. Yeah, 100%. I liked um, the long jump women. 
because I really, really like Britney Reese. Like, mm-hmm. it just, it just in terms of her as like a competitor. Yeah. yeah. I really, really like her. And obviously, last year she she lost out the um, on the gold like just by a little bit. Yeah. And she got the gold this year. I was quite upset that the um, neutral athlete. Um, can you tell me her name again, Essa? What didn't win? Yeah, I was quite upset because you know, considering the fact that she was branded a traitor. But, but she's not the only one from her country competing. So, so why is she just a traitor? Why not Shabenko for the one that's doing the high jump? Uh, the high jump. Because okay, so. I think maybe it's because she's gone in. I'm not sure. I'm not sure the others have gone in as a neutral athlete, but she's distanced herself completely from Russia. Russia. And she's also spoken out that the person who spoke out against it was wrong because in instead of her to sort of label certain athletes as cheats, she more or less put the whole. <laughs> Russian athletics into Okay, but a more majority of them were cheating. Yeah, which is fine, but yeah, but I don't so know. So what do they want I don't her know to what do? The is, but, I, but I was happy for her. The fact that you she know, got she got silver there. Yeah, silver so. her nation, you know, sort of, you know, branded her traitor, didn't want anything to do for her and everything. When she in fact she has not done anything wrong. The Rungans are the one now, you know, now having the high moral ground and saying traitor and all of that. And, I mean, you know, I really struggle to believe that the neutral athletes are the only human beings in the, in the whole of Russia that haven't doped. No, <laughs> I'm not saying that, but the reason, because she trains in America, like, obviously the Russian was an institutionalised um, mm. doping scandal, and it was happening in Russia, whereas she, she wasn't in Russia, she was in America, which is why she was allowed to compete, so she had nothing to do with Russia. Because you competed well, last year, didn't but she? But she, she's still governed under the Russian doping agency. So wouldn't her urine still go through them? I would assume so. So I don't. I well, I mean, to me, everyone's a doper, so I don't really care for neutral. When yesterday, when they did that high jumpers medal ceremony and they played the IAAF thing, I sat down because that is madness. They shouldn't be allowed to compete. Because then, why didn't they let Isimbaeva compete last year? They didn't let Shabenkov compete last year either. I mean, she was the only one that competed last year. I think that's why they think she's a traitor. Because she was literally the only person in athletics to compete. Um, what did you all think about the whole Makwala situation? Okay, my thing is... Who? Makwala. Makwala. He said it with a proper accent. Sorry, I said, so how did you say it? Yeah, yeah, you said it correct. I don't even know if that's I, I keep saying it like, like with an English accent. How do you, you say, say it? it right? Makwala. How do you say it? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <Yeah. laughs> I mean, I have my views on it, but let's, let's, um, let's hear what the period In terms of the performance from Makwala, mm. I think it's a shame that he couldn't do the 400. Yeah. Because you can tell that that's the race he really yeah, wanted yeah, to yeah, run. That's the race that, that he's, yeah. we're known, he's known for. And I think the 200, I just think maybe it was a race too many, um, just in terms of he had to do, what, two, two races, two races day, in, like, a couple of hours, then come back. For, do you know what I mean? And all the stuff that was going on as well, mm. I think that did impede his performance in the 200 because ultimately he had like the fastest time in the year yeah. so it was in his capability and it was a slow race as well so it was in his capability but I think you know but that weird that race was just weird anyway to be fair um so in that terms but then I understand why he was taken out of the race if he was genuinely sick and he had that neurovirus then obviously it's protocol you, you know, you have to be away from the sport for mm-hmm. two days. I do uh-huh. understand that, but I do understand why the Botswana team were quite confused because of the information that they were getting, information that they were putting out in the media as well. So it did open up a debate, you know, when they were kind of bullying that um, <laughs> that woman on the TV, kind of, well, not bullying, but... 
and, you know, and I agree because I think the IWAF were wrong for that because, like I said, they gave out a statement to the BBC saying that those Botswana representatives, representatives, mm-hmm. they're present while um, he did his medical medical mm-hmm. review that he did. The woman's now gone up and given well, they weren't there. Like it was just her and um, you know Makwala there, and I think they sort of used her as a scapegoat. And I felt a bit sorry for her because yeah, so did I. she should never been put been put in that position when the heat, when it was so hot at that time. You know, the, there was so much heat in that whole issue, and they more or less threw her in as a scapegoat. And I thought, well, she handled herself very well, considering what they you know what they're trying to do. Now, my only issue is that I agree with the IAAF with the decision that they sort of made, you know, because ultimately final decision comes with them. My biggest issue is that it was it was British recommend and um, British doctors' recommendation. Now recommendation in itself is not gospel. Now mm. when you go now when now when they give you that it means that you yourself ultimately make the decision as to how long you keep an athlete out because it's not is is recommend recommended forty eight hours, which means you can allow an athlete to compete after twenty four hours. Now because it was rec- recommended they should have done thorough tests on him rather than use the fact that other athletes had post, uh, tested positive for, for that and baseline him against other other athletes. Mm. Because they recommend, rec- recommended, I believe that, obviously they said that a blood sample takes 48 hours for them to gather the results. But they never took one, didn't they? No, they didn't. Take... That's, the reason, that's the reason why. And I think they shouldn't have baselined him against others who were showing symptoms because people could show different symptoms. Mm-hmm. And obviously the communication was the biggest issue. They didn't communicate this effectively. Mm-hmm. And even when people were wondering what's going on, there still wasn't any formal communication. And that's where they went wrong. But at the same time, the, the decision, um, the final decision is with the IAAF. And if they decide 48 hours is the time that he can't compete, mm-hmm. that's fair enough based upon the recommendations. I guess my only issue is that the woman said that he should have been quarantined. And in the end, he was allowed to let loose back to his hotel <laughs> to still be other people. And that's why I thought, well, that's a bit of a, you know, that's what becomes dodgy. Mm. The fact that you mentioned he should have been quarantined and he wasn't. Well, he thinks that he he was um kind of scape not scapegoated, but they think they wanted, um, what's his name, Vanika. Uh, he, 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 I think I mean, in his he's, heart, he's, he believes that there's a conspiracy well, going he's on. Men- he's mentioned, <laughs> he's yeah. mentioned it, that he believes that there was a conspiracy. Oh, stranger things have happened, so you can't even rule that out. But Lillian, what do you think? Um, I like a good conspiracy theory. <laughs> so, so do I. I'm Tell me your conspiracy. That South Africa are behind this. Um, <laughs> and not the IAAF, um, but South Africa. I believe that South Africa are behind this okay. because it really was supposed to be Van Nico getting the double and that would have obviously propelled athletics to a completely different level. Mm. But obviously he was tired and rubbish in the 200. <laughs> but, I mean... <sighs> I don't believe that the woman should have ever been put in a place to discuss the case. There was no need. Mm. She didn't need to come out and say anything. Especially to the BBC. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Did she go on every other news channel? No. Do you know what I mean? So why does she need to come on BBC to talk about the case? She doesn't need to. They don't owe anybody that. Mm. It's a simple procedure. Just send out a statement. That's that's, that's all you need. That's literally all you need. But they wanted to make it such a big story, such a big thing, and they locked him out of... Of, of the stadium that oh this is a great story let's now run with it's got nothing else to say mm. so yeah she shouldn't have been there I think he should have been kept up for 48 hours um, I think you've got to take in the fact that you've got hundreds of other athletes that are from all types of countries and on, the top, on top of the fact that he's from Africa and he's throwing up just walking off a coach 
I think you need to be extreme in, in that regard. But mm. they didn't communicate it well. I get that. Everyone was upset. I get that. But it just dragged on for too long. It was all unnecessary talks and just so much speculation. It made it bigger than what it, it actually yeah, was. I think, yeah, that's big. Because like I said, this rumbled on from the day, be- day prior. Yeah. It was pulled out of 400 and people say he pulled himself out. Yeah. That's when the communication should have come out that yeah. he's experiencing this based upon doctor's recommendation. We decided to um, exercise the full 48 hours for him mm-hmm. not to compete anything. And it would have been clear. There would have been no Literally. story whatsoever. Yeah. And, you know, everyone would have been, everyone would have accepted it because, well, they're following like, guidelines. Do you know what? Players. I think, again, it was because he was, what, a main rival of Van Eke. Mm-hmm. If he was, like, someone that was... 10th in the world I'm sure it wouldn't have been a big story as it was yeah also um, Vanico what the hell <laughs> that little breakdown he did with Phil I was so confused because he did you see it what was that it was the, it was after the 200 he went to Phil and he just started he just broke down and was using the, the South African flag to dry his tears and he turned away from the camera and just like went and Phil has to go for that 40 seconds Phil was patting his back and was and like it's okay it's okay and he, they were like okay what's the problem basically he feels people didn't want him to win the 400 because of all the I guess the, all the Makuala thing mm-hmm. and I was just like but who said that one and then I think because of all the Makwala thing as well with the 200, I think people didn't want him to teach. I think he feels that people weren't really supporting him yeah. to I, win. They weren't, though, and that's fine. But why are you crying? Because Makwala's gone through a lot. And the one thing that I took from the whole situation is that everyone knows who Makwala is now, mm-hmm. and that's the greatest thing. Now he's got new fans, yeah, he had the whole crowd support. Mm. That's important. I'm sorry, Wade, if you feel like no one's behind you, but people back a story, mm-hmm. and Makala has that, so deal with it. Sorry. Yeah, there was no need for him to cry to cry yeah, like that. that. It was quite uncomfortable was, to watch. Yeah. That really was unnecessary. Because when I watched, it, I thought, oh, you know, did a family member die? Random <laughs> space of that. And then when he said, oh, because I feel people, you know, they didn't value me, they didn't support me in this. I was thinking, is that why you broke down for about one and a half minutes? <laughs> Like ridiculous. Like. Sense of entitlement. Yeah, really. and and that's, yeah, that's a big issue. Sense of entitlement. You shouldn't mm. feel entitled for people to support you, even if they don't support you. Run your race. I mean, Gatlin yeah. has been booed for how many years, and you know, vilified. You know, he he doesn't care. He's not at the stage where I'll run, win, and whether you like or if you like it, you like it. If you don't, well, mm. yeah. It's not like he was booed. It's just that Makala got more mm. support. Yeah, and he didn't like it. I understand. Like, wait, you're he's a great athlete, and mm. he is shown himself to be that but to be jealous that someone who missed a final mm. the support that they're getting to me that's ridiculous <laughs> absolutely ridiculous yeah okay moving on to bolt um yesterday mm. i i didn't watch it live i wasn't that you were there but i didn't watch it live because i was out so when i got in i just looked on twitter and i'm seeing team gb got the gold and i was like huh so now I'm just looking at so that. I went on YouTube, looked at the race, and I thought, what the hell happened? Now, Basil thinks he pulled up on purpose. You kind of agree yeah. with it. Before before we get into that, you said that you were out. Can you tell the people where you went out to, where um, you went to go and see? Because I feel like it's important for, yes. for the culture. Yesterday, I went to Dagenham Park. It was, now that's the festival. The people that basically make, now that's a... Oh, yeah, those CDs. CDs. Those CDs, like, now that's 70 or yeah. whatever. Those pop 
kind of album. So they have a festival that they do every year. This is not even their first year of doing it. Mm. They've been doing it for a couple of years, but they do it. They did it last year in Dagenham, I think, but then... Actually, I'm not even sure about that, but they have done it in Birmingham. They've done it in other places in the UK. So yesterday was in Dagenham Park, so that's really local for me. Blue Headlines, Blazing Squad, S Club... And um, Bewitch, 911, Damage, Dame Bowers. It was just so, and it was just because it was a different crowd, so it wasn't like a wireless or like a love book. It was just so calm. Me and my friend, you know, if there was space, nice food, it was a nice day. I honestly, it's one of the best, <laughs> like, music experiences I've ever met, I've ever had in my life. And next year, they're going to do it next year. With another with another pop day, but then they're doing an R and B day as well. And Cisco is headlining, and Black Street is going to be there as well. We must go. Literally, all I wanted you to do was say the names of people so I say, at your age. Like, no, at your age. At your age. I will never listen. I those are the those are the artists I grew up on. So for me to and as an adult to be able to go to these things, it was just amazing. Yeah, everyone should go. It's just it was just so nostalgic, and people that like, my parents' age were there even older, getting their lives. Yeah. Like, it was just so much fun. But, yeah, back to the athletics. <laughs> yeah, so, Bolt, I think... And I was even having a kind of, like, a back and forth with someone on Twitter today saying... Because I was like, oh, why are people saying that this... He shouldn't have... He shouldn't have um, run this year or whatnot. You know, he wanted to make sure that he had... Like, he's done everything kind of thing. And I was like, well, really and truly... He hasn't really been running well all season. Even from last year, he probably didn't even want to do Rio. You can tell that he didn't want to. He was, whether it's his management or the IW or whatever yeah. pushed him towards it, whether it was money or whether it was, I don't know. But it's good for a champion, for a legend, to bow out, me personally, at the top. Yeah. I think winning Rio was even something that, not that he didn't expect to win, but it was harder. It wasn't like as easy as before. Mm. And I think he should have just stopped there. Mm-hmm. Now he's come to these championships. Yeah, he's had like yeah, he's a legend. That's not going to spoil anything. But the ending was crap. Yeah. One hundred meters, you lost out to Gatlin. You came, you got a bronze. Now you've tumbled, taken a tumble <laughs> <laughs> in the last leg of the hundred meters and four by one. So um, four yeah, four by one hundred meters. So it's kind of like this is not the ending that he would have wanted. Doesn't matter if. He wanted to be here or not. This is not the ending he would have wanted. It's not the ending that the I'll, fans would have wanted. And it's probably not, definitely not the, the ending IWF would have wanted. I'll quickly go, before I go into my conspiracy as the vault and that final leg, I'll, I'll say this. Um, ultimately, for me, when you continue the sport, you continue for the love of the sport. Now, when you watch the Iron Bolt um, documentary slash movie, whatever it is, mm. he has no love for um, running... 100 metres, 200 metres after Rio because he says he hates the training. It doesn't allow him to sort of live the life he wants to, you know, the carefree life he wants to live. And I remember if I compare it to, say, Roger Federer of tennis, there was a period of Roger Federer where he wasn't doing well. I think it lasted, before he won his recent Grand Slam, he, the last one he won before that was five years ago. And people were saying that you should retire, you should retire, but you're tainting your legacy, ruining your legacy. And he came and said something profound. He says... People don't understand why I still continue playing tennis because I love tennis. And mm. that's the reason why I still play it. Regardless of whether I'm winning um, titles, I love tennis. And it's like, if I retire, there's a hole in my life. You know, there's a void. And it's like, who's going to fill that void if I decide to retire for the sake of keeping my legacy intact? He says that 
when I stop playing tennis, it's because I've done all I can and the body says enough is enough. Mm-hmm. Which me and and and, it, and for me is that I don't understand why Bolt himself decided to run English Championship because like I said he has no love anymore for running a hundred meters, two hundred meter race because it's is a strain on his body, and uh you know it's sort of a strain on its life in itself. So it, it makes me question why he did it in the first place because there's no true love for doing it or even working hard to really compete. So you think that's why he fumbled? Um, no. The reason why the reason why Bolt pulled up, I think he pulled up on purpose. Okay. You only have to look at the way he the way he sort of, you know, he pulled up to know that this guy did it on purpose. Because <laughs> I think that he didn't want to sort of taint his legacy by finishing fourth or third. He he knew himself he wasn't gonna catch the Brits and the American Coleman and Mitchell Blake. Or even the Chinese guys who went first. He knew he wasn't gonna Didn't catch Japanese them. get first, no? Or Jan- no, the Japanese guys who came first. Do you think he's okay first? I think so. I thought I saw them with black. Jack- Japan. 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 I think it's yes. So he knew he was not going to catch them, and he decided, all right, cool, I'm just going to, you know, fake injury and pull up. You only have to look at the way he pulled up to know that this is this is not legit. And if you look at, he ran the heats early in the morning, and he struggled to even finish second for that heat too. And it shows you that he wasn't in any good form to even run the relays in the first place. But we wanted this sort of fairy tale ending. And when he knew that wasn't coming, he thought, oh, okay, let's just pretend to be injured. You know, let's save space here. But I think that's even worse. Not really, if you can get away. You know, because who's going to question the likes of Bolt pulling up, especially <laughs> what he's done for the sport? Okay, Lillian, what do you think? Um, well, I'm going to go back to what Baz said with Federer. Mm. I don't feel like it's fair to compare Bolt to Federer because Federer is still competing at a very high level. Now he is. He's been competing at a high level for years. It's just that he had a few slip-ups. Okay. And in that time, people took advantage. So those people being Djokovic and Murray. Mm. And that's when their sprees came. But even at that, he was still reaching semi-finals, semifinals. if not finals, of not just the Grand Slams, but the Tour. Mm. So to me, I would never say that he should retire now. I feel like he's still got a good two years left yeah, on him. But people were saying it, and I get yeah. it, and he still had a love for it, but... Besides the love, he was competing at a high level. Yeah. That's completely different to Bolt because last year, below par. This year, beyond below par. <laughs> no, like, you have to listen to your body. Like, we see it with, like, basketball players a lot. Like, mm. they're old and we know they should retire, but they just won't stop. Could be an example. Yeah, like, <laughs> he should have retired years ago. Like, his body was telling him, like, you are shit, stop. Do you know what I mean? And... He wasn't because of that love. They felt that void thing that people talk about. Mm. To me, that's a really big problem because it means your whole life is centred around this sport, yeah. but you haven't done anything else. So when they stop the sport, they become depressed and they become like, oh, my importance has gone and this, that and the other. And that's what Bolt is. He forced this one year because he likes the attention. The money, yeah, 100%, but he didn't need to do this. Mm. And that's my own issue. So... In terms of legacy, putting a bronze medal, another silver medal, is not a good thing. Like, it's not. On top of the fact that you've ended your career on the floor. <laughs> like, literally, taking a tumble. I think that's what's going to be the picture of this episode. Him on the floor. Like, every documentary that they're going to do about him now is going to end on hit with him on the floor. That's like, sad. that is sad. That's okay. It doesn't, it doesn't truly tempt his legacy as per se because like there's even greats who have fallen off like if I use that Mike Tyson that boxing Mike Tyson Ali where you know that you, you can still show the defeats or how things end mm-hmm. obviously people still celebrate the great things 
that's it. But Bolt had Bolt had an opportunity to sort of change the narrative in a way. If he went out on Rio, you know, the, the stories they would have done for him for the years to come would have been absolutely brilliant. Like no one could say anything. Now all it does it just taints. I said that ending for him. But we show the highs when it goes to the low. Exactly. Like and, that, and that's the sad thing about it. Obviously, we can never question his greatness. But it's just that when they decide we want to make a story of this... They'll have yeah. to say... They'll I talk mean, about the fumble. Yeah. You can, question, you can question his stupidity because he should have <laughs> never come... But, like, I'm so, like, angry. Like, he did not need to be here. Yeah. He mm. did, like, we didn't need this. Do you think he's an attention seeker? Oh, he 100% yeah. is. He feeds off the attention. Like, even before races, he's walking around... Like at the hundred meter line, like a peacock, walk around onto the bend and just be hearing the crap and just be waiting. Like he feeds it, but it's good because people like that. They like to cheer. They like to see that. But he hundred percent loves the attention. Hundred percent. Honestly, I think the London organizers probably forced him in a way. Obviously, they they made him an offer which was attractive for him to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know how London love him. They love mm-hmm. to make him like the poster boy of athletics or even the poster boy of athletics in London. I think because he was in London this year, mm. they spoke with him, made an attractive offer, which he probably couldn't refuse. Because I think if it was in any other country, we probably would have said no. Probably would have ended at Rio. If it was in America, probably would have said no. Do you know why? Do you know, my whole... I've never... I don't go to athletics meetings. So mm. I, everything that I watch is on TV. Yeah. So when I used to see Usain Bolt winning, mm. I used to think he used to run towards the Jamaican flags and just like to celebrate with the mm-hmm. Jamaicans. Yeah. Not knowing that they're stationed in a particular yeah. place. Mm. I, do you know what? I, I noticed that. I think we, when me and Yvonne went, and I was thinking them. there was literally like, like a yeah. box at the finish line yeah. with yeah. Jamaican flags. And it's not. And I never thought, but I thought yeah. that's a bit weird. Why are they not like spread out? Spread out? I just thought maybe that's the team. But no, they purposely put Jamaican fans there. in the finish line. Yeah. Now you've said it. Yeah. And none of the, they don't have normal tickets, they all had passes. So this, that's where this. That's why I thought sat. they were part of the team because they had accreditation. They were all. That's where they were all. Look how yesterday was probably about fifty or sixty people mm. in one section. Like I took a picture yesterday. I was like, no, this is crazy. This is ruining my whole childhood. They are literally <laughs> there. Like he's not running around the track looking for Jamaican flags. He runs to his people. Then mm. that's literally what it is. It's it's it, they. It's all planned for for him. him yeah, I'm so glad he felt. I'm so sorry, I'm sorry but I mean, as I've said this on Twitter as well. As much as I love Bolt, him always winning was getting boring. The bum licking of the BBC <laughs> was getting boring. I, you know, all these cash tags and stuff. It was boring. That's why I like these championships because I think they personify. Yeah, they might not have been greatest jumps or fastest times. Yeah. But the competition and the the sport is back. I think, yeah. in my opinion, that unpredictability. Yeah, you could be the fastest in the year. You could be, you know, the defending champion or the Olympic champion the year before, but you've got people that are winning or, the, you know, they're winning, you didn't expect it to. And I think that's what sport is about. Sometimes it's about the underdog. That's Sometimes it's about... And that's the cycle. That even if you look at the, the events Bob actually ran in the 100 metres and the, um, the relay, um, if I take 100 metres, obviously no one's going to celebrate Gatlin's victory, we already know that. But the fact that Coleman, Coleman's achievements have not been celebrated or acknowledged once... <laughs> since that race has ended yeah. and it's still been about Bolt even the relay if the if Britain didn't win it wouldn't have been celebrated it would have still been about Bolt but because Britain and so won yeah that's the only way to was now fixed yeah, on them. them whereas if the Americans won you know we wouldn't have there wouldn't have been any 
you know, it would have still been the bolt, the bolt mania. Yeah, you would have even had the cameras following the ambulance. Too. <laughs> <laughs> it was like two ambulances for one man, you know. No, I was so angry. There was two ambulances outside for one six-foot man. Listen, do you know what? What you're saying is so right, though, because in 2012, I think I said this before, when Radisha broke the world record, mm. no one cared. No one cares. It was when Bolt said, look, guys, like a man literally just broke the world record at the mm. Olympics. Like, you need to pay attention. But yeah, it's the same thing. Okay. So that's why I was a bit happy with, you know, what happened. With him yeah. falling. Yeah. Wait, hold on one second. Talk about Mo. Obviously, Mo mm. won the 10,000 meters on last Friday. Yesterday, he got silver. I think it was quite humbling because the way, the, I mean, I did watch some of the race. Yeah. The I way Brendan Foster was commenting. I my, my goodness, like there are other people in the race. <laughs> Every everything, mo mo focus, and, and you know it's great that we have someone that was has been dominating, you know, yeah. for the last couple. I understand that, but it's again, like you said, it's sports. Yeah. So meaning they're not competing against themselves. It's not a competing time trial. There are other nations in the world, other compet- athletes in the world that can win. Nothing is set in stone. You can't just give someone a gold medal. And I just think. I mean, we'll quickly talk about BBC in a second, but um, it was one of the things that when he didn't win, I was a bit, not happy, but I was like... Relieved in a way. Relieved, like, okay, yeah. he's not he's not a machine. Like, he can't always win, or just like Bolt as well. Everything is about him. What about the person that won the race? I bet yeah. Phil didn't get an interview with the Ethiopian guy that won the race. I can tell you that. Well, yeah. he didn't show it. I let the end of this. It's not a Mo agenda. Yeah, I have... Uh, let me tell you guys, my Mo agenda disappeared yesterday. Let me not lie to you. Right. I disgraced my family. I was cheering for him when he was running. <laughs> yeah. um, but my issue is the race, again, it's so slow. It's 13 minutes. You've got 13 minutes with these guys talking about one man. man. And in that, I remember, I don't know if it was, it was when the 5,000 heats. Yeah. There was, a, there was a field event final going on. I, can't, I think it was the javelin or yeah. the hammer. And, I mean, I'm not necessarily a hammer fan like that, but... If I was, like, proper into the sport, I don't want to see someone running around the, the track yeah. in the flipping heat. I want you to show the flipping final. If yeah. it wasn't for the British guy in the final, they probably would have shown just the highlights. That's what they always do. You show the highlights. But if it was a British person, like, in the top yeah. two, you would show everybody's um, throw on all the rounds until the last round. Do you know, I quite like that everyone's calling BBC out on their coverage because... Oh, 100%. The field, we don't, ever, we don't get any coverage on the field events unless it's a British person. Yeah, it's quite bad. And when you do, like, even when I was checking the schedule, say, let's say the hammer started at half past eight or something, yeah. they won't show it until nine. Yeah. And even then, it's literally, like, the top three throws, yeah. and it would literally just be, like, Steve Batley doing two minutes on it. Then it'll go back to... The studio or go back to the that's, track. That's something that annoyed me this year watching BBC is that when, for instance, I think the morning coverages was at, um, was it 9.30? Yeah, it starts at like 9.30, Yeah, 9 something. Yeah, 9.30 maybe it was. And there were events going on. And I wouldn't know because they're speaking about yeah. certain things which do not need to be spoken about. And then all of a sudden, I made like I said, I could go online, check what's going on and see, hold on, there's events going on. I was thinking, why, why is Eurosports giving us the coverage but you're in the studio talking about things that are truly of no concern, or things that people don't really care about, instead of giving us coverage of these athletes um, performing. And they're just regurgitating the things that they said the day before. So in the morning, there's nothing fresh on you to talk about. 
Show us the actual sport. It's um, it's so annoying. Very, very annoying. And it's so different. Like when you're in the stadium, you're you're seeing everything. Mm. It's all on the screen. They're showing you the javelin. They're showing you, you know, the long jumps that, and you're the crowd's cheering along with it. But you're not getting that on TV. You wouldn't see. Honestly, you wouldn't see it. Even when I when the Saturday I went, mm. the long jump men's final was going on. So when I but then when I got home. They hardly showed, literally just showed like the last, the last couple of jumps or, you know, here and there. But it was a good, it was a good final. Here's the thing. Okay, things like London, you wouldn't even know that there is a number of athletes, I think 11 or 12 athletes jumping, because it may only show like three, three or, or four, four of them. Yeah. athletes. And you're like, what happened to the rest? Yeah. Because I think if you're, I just think if you're like a really, you know, enthusiast of a track and field and like you, all the disciplines and all the sports like you really you know want to know mm. bbc is not the coventry bbc is like for like do you know the championship watchers yeah. that just do you know what i mean they don't watch they don't know what's going on they don't know like what happened in the circuit that year yeah. or who's been good or who's that you're literally just watching for maybe the bb the british talent the superstars of the sport yeah. and that's it and to hear like the commentary of um, the pundits, but if you go to like Eurosports or even if you watch it live on YouTube, um, the IWAF yeah. um, coverage, yeah. you're only gonna see the sport. They don't do interviews like I think Eurosports are kind of trying with like Jonathan Edwards and um, mm. is it Greg Rutherford? Greg Rutherford. Yeah. They're starting to bring in, but it's not as much. It's yeah. literally, and even then, it's the people that won mm. or the people that came that had the medals. And I think that's what it's supposed to be about. Yeah, celebration of everyone within the sport, not just her nature. I think just to end to take on a positive, I think the men's relays, I'll say that, um, the men and the women's relays, by the way, I'll say that um, they surprised me, more the men's. I mean, I expected the women to sort of be competitive, competing for gold and silver, and, you know, they won silver. So congratulations to them. I think they ran very well. I think the men's surprised me as to how well they ran. Yeah. And I'll say they thoroughly deserved because um, yeah. 2004 I wasn't truly impressed with 2004 just because so many big nations messed up and it's like you know, I didn't find it impressive well this year they ran impressively and yeah. I can hand down say they deserve that gold medal but to say that other countries messed up or in 2004 yeah. yeah well America did mess up and so did Jamaica yeah, but Jamaica and USA had their weakest teams out this year so it's <laughs> like it's a win, don't get me wrong. I would, love would the fact that say, we won. America had the weakest team this year. There was one in the American I, team I've never seen in my life. Yeah, I know there was one, but okay. I would hundred percent say that they had they had their weakest year um, team this year. Rogers hasn't been completely fast. Gatling yes, won ran the worst. <laughs> I'm surprised Rogers is too. But the second bet, Gatling usually runs a beautiful second bend, and I don't think it was second leg. Sorry, yeah. and it wasn't as great. Mm. Who was on the top bend? Was it not gay? Was it gay? Gay. Gay is not gay. So who had gay here? So who there was a guy that I've never seen in my life. Oh yeah, he's really slim. And he's yeah, and he's tall. And he's tall. Yeah. yeah. So he ran their top end. <laughs> Long okay, and then with Jamaica, Jamaica had a hurdler in their first leg. <laughs> then their second, or oh, obviously because the person that normally runs their first leg got caught for doping. So the second leg was who? Their <laughs> third leg uh... was who? And then their fourth leg was the man that has no legs. Honestly, no, no, it's true. It, we can't say that it's... A win is a win, but you have to put it in context exactly. sometimes. Okay. Let's, 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 if we're going to add the context, then it, for both both relays, it's you can, you can make up a story for both of them. Was Jamaica not in the women's one? 
I didn't see them at all. The, all four women weren't. I'm gonna say nobody, but that's rude. But they're not. They're not the high profile. So they were actually high race. Yeah, they got bronze. Jamaica. Yeah. They were not. I didn't even. I didn't even notice. I did yeah. not even notice. Literally. So yeah, because Thompson wasn't in there, so they didn't hype up the Jamaican team. But only I say that for me, I like the way that Mitchell Blake sort of outran. Coleman in that final leg, mm. just because you see Coleman won a silver, ran fantastic. I'm surprised by Coleman. I thought he would have run better I than that. Have better than that. And obviously, he looked impressive in the heats, but he's been impressive all year. So it kind of came as a surprise to see Mitchell Blake sort of take it to him and say, "Listen, I'm still here. I'm mm. not going to get this victory." On the top of the fact that Mitchell Blake is a 200 meter 200 runner meter and runner Coleman is a 100 meter runner, yeah. Mitchell Blake should not have gotten that leg. Yeah, he should have. He should. I. I would have put Mitch. See, and this is why I would. I'm you clearly not. Okay. <laughs> I would. No, I would put him on the second leg. You were on second. They a put Jimmy on the second. Jimmy is usually on the top end. Talbot's usually our our last leg. Jimmy's top end. And but sometimes you need a change. Even like okay, taking it back here to 1991 when the British <laughs> men won the four by one. They said normally Roger Black would have been on the anchor leg because he was the fastest, like, 400-meter runner at the time. I well, genuinely don't know what Rudy is talking about. The, when when the um, British um, beat America in 1991? I was one. Okay, I was one. So, <laughs> so, 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 no, so was that. Okay, for those that don't know, watch it, it's like, what, in terms of British... Yeah, but basically, um, this is like when Chris Akabusi, Roger Black, and were running. And they, they um, and John Regis, like, they beat... The USA team, um, Chris Akabusi, like overtook the um, American team, mm. who were like had the world champion and in all that. In real life, in real, I'll show you. I'll show you. <laughs> after. I'll show you after. Yeah. But they won it literally because they changed their team. The team. Mm. It wasn't who would normally have done the anchor leg. They changed it around. Do you know what I mean? Like they did. Yeah. Sometimes you kind of need to change it up because ultimately what they were doing wasn't really bringing. Hmm? The home, the medals. So if they dropped the baton yesterday, that's all we would have heard. Yeah. Why was Mitchell Blake on the last? Yeah. Why was he even in the relay? Because we've never had him in a relay before. Yeah. We had Sarnell Hughes in the relay. Why wasn't he in the Wait, relay? Wait, did the Harry A A even run? No. He didn't do the same. He didn't do the same. He didn't do the heat. He didn't do the heat, did he? This guy's always cute. But then he probably put on his Instagram that he was part of the team. So do do what as mascot. Maybe he was a hedgehog. <laughs> he didn't I run the heat. No, Zana Hughes ran badly today. I wouldn't like the likes of Zana. Now, Sadu's inconsistent. Um, he wasn't was, even on the team. Yeah, who else do we usually have? Um, but what about that, that guy, the one that played, was in the 100 meter um, final? Kill team, we usually have Kill team. And what's his name? No, oh, not Prescott. Oh, Pres- he's never been in our relay. He was there, he was picked for the team. Oh, but he didn't run. Yeah, oh, okay. I saw him yesterday too. Well, yeah, I mean, quickly, um, our predictions for today have got the four by. Four by four. I don't even know what's gonna happen. To be fair, because people have been dropping, <laughs> dropping hurdles. Can I just say, CJ ran a really beautiful leg yesterday. <laughs> I have to big him up because it, he ran the most beautiful first leg I had ever seen in my life. It was gorgeous. But big up CJ. Okay, can I just say something as well? Um, on the relay, I just hope this translates into individual medals, boys. It won't. I mean, mm-hmm. but I mean, because he didn't in 2004, but um, I'm just saying it would be not, as much as it's, you know, it's good. Even Michael Johnson was saying this yesterday. As much as it's good that you're winning as a team, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's even better if you translate I, that into winning gold or medals in major championships in the individuals. I think if Mitchell Blake continues to develop, 
he could potentially win a medal in the 200 meters because he, he did all right this year. I must yeah. Say. So I think if he continues to develop, I think Dina Asher Smith on the women's side, if she continues to develop, potentially can win a medal. But I think they just need to be careful as to overhyping them so early. Yeah, BBC. Because I'm so like Dina Asher Smith hasn't run under 22 seconds in her career yet, and yet we're we're picturing we we're, were pitching as this great thing was that. Let her deliver the results first. Yeah. Once she delivers, once she delivers the results, then we can sort of say, you know, we can do it. But you know, stop saying they can do it before they delivered anything. Yeah, or but have that's, any that's proof to show. But that's BBC commentary on Eurosports. Mm. They don't do that. I mean, it's a four hundred four by four. <sighs> Who do you think? I don't think America will I think win. America will win it. No, I don't think the men. No, the no, men's the team women, is not strong. Yeah, the women's team. I think America will win it. Who is even on the men's team? Because I'm is Lashawn in the team? Yeah, he's gonna have to be. He's like the only. Yeah, only one. That their team is so poor this year. Even last year as well, very poor. I don't think no one cares at this point. Like today is just gonna be a really dead day. No, oh no, high jump, high jump. I think they should have mixed it up a bit. Yeah, like rather than because because they picked up all the big events beforehand. Sunday they haven't. Yeah, but you know what? I can't remember what championship it was, but. The last day, instead of doing the four by four, the four you by really, one was really, the last. Really was the last. last days, yeah, but normally it's four by four on the last day. But yeah. I can't. I think in Rio, I'm sure it was four by one was on the last. Or if it wasn't Rio, it was Beijing. Four by one because of Bolt yeah, yeah, dominant. They the put it. Day. They put it on the last day, and that was the last. The men's um, four by one. That was the, make more sense. Yeah, because I, I think with because I just think four by four, four um, four hundred meter running in terms of relays isn't that. Strong, yeah, isn't that strong? Yeah. Just in terms of like an, a spectators um thing, I mean, I don't think if you have Martin Rooney on the anchor, you're not gonna win a can gold. I also, can I also say one thing to um. I say this now, they could win a gold. Can I also <laughs> say um big congratulations to Alison Felix. She's the most decorated athlete in the world championship history with 15 medals overall. She is a great hundred meter runner. Two hundred, four hundred. Then both and does relay, she's successful in the relay team for you know, 400. Do you know what I think it is? Just like a lot of other things, mm. they probably can't market her. Yeah, probably. Because I'm just, I'm just mean in terms I, of like I, as I, a personality. Because you've got people like Bolt that are doing Nalinga and all that stuff <laughs> after they win. And, you know, pop up. But she's just not that type she, of she, person. Even like Van Nieper as well. I think they're trying to make him something he's not and maybe that's why he was crying as well because maybe he was promised that this is what's going to happen and we're going to big you up and you're going to win this and you know everyone's going to love you or you're trying to break the record and it didn't it really didn't go that way you know 100 percent agree with you there Esther, in terms of that that i don't think you can truly mark her because like she's just a simple uh, simple humble, girl simple humble, humble girl, girl. Like, she, she runs well sports and then goes home to do whatever do, to do her interest she's not really into like the advertising, the market aspects of it. Yeah. But I think that, but my issue is that people within athletics, so like the pundits who who have done athletics, should give her more credit because they've they've done the sport, they know what it's about. But I don't think even they do give her like the credit she truly deserves. And I feel that well, you've done a profession, you're from that profession, you should you should acknowledge people like this who have done, who have achieved such a great thing. Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I will say though, guys, if you really like athletics, like during the year. Watch Inside Athletics with Atal Bolden, like when he um, interviews the people that the BBC don't interview. Mm-hmm. Like, because sometimes you get like the most random 
athletes that you might not some of them I don't even know myself and then you watch the interview and realize oh they're hurdlers or they're decathletes or something like that so if you want to get in more into it I would say go on like the IWF YouTube page or don't trust the BBC for <laughs> your knowledge on athletes because you're literally not going to get that at all no but they need to be and if you look if you hashtag BBC athletics on Twitter people are proper going in on them in terms of the way they've these championships that they've been broadcasting with with all this even with the Castor Semenya stuff with the um, Macquarie stuff with the Bolt stuff as well and do you know what I mean people be writing about it in the Telegraph as well saying that too. you wouldn't know that other people are competing you wouldn't know anything about people that get these other medals because they're focusing on the British talent or their fo- talent <laughs> or they're focusing on the superstars of the sport. And I just don't think, if you want to really portray the sport, I know you this broadcast and you want people to watch it, but it's just, it's cringe for somebody that actually really enjoys mm-hmm. athletics and is an enthusiast. enthusiast. You don't want to watch the BBC. You just get these fake fans that literally only watch the 100 metre final. <laughs> but anyway. You haven't given a rundown. What's on today? Oh yeah, 400 metre, 4 by 4 um, hurdles. Hurdles, 4 by 4 um, relays, you've got the high jump, which I really want Bashim to win. You've got the 800 meter women. Which Manny will clearly win. As long as, as long as they give her the credit that was due when she finally wins. And they were, they talk about Lindsay Sharp coming I mean, eighth, but okay. Yeah. Um, I, I, mean, I hope Simone gets there, but I don't think she will. Yeah, it's I quite, think she will. No, it's quite. There's other two. And then do come and do 800. She might be tired. But watching her watching in the 800, she seems. Is, is a breezer. I don't think she's exerting that much energy, and it's she's even oh. comfortable. And I think come I the think final so. time, I think you know, oh, during yeah. that last 150 meters, I think she will have enough <laughs> energy to win it. And Lindsay, please, no more tears. I've had enough. <laughs> um, and what else is there? 1500 meters, men. Is it men mm-hmm. or women? Men. I think those are the final. And you've got another track final. I think um, field final. Let me just check. Let me just check. You've got yeah. High jump discus um oh, women. You need to stop being rude. <laughs> I'm sorry, you need to stop being rude. And five thousand meters women. Stop He's... being rude. I like the discus. What's, what's the Laura Moore tag? The what? Laura Moore. Hashtag Mur time. Did you not see that? Murtime. Or BBC. I really want her to win, but I'm just tired of people of like, you know. Oh, when you want someone to win, but because of the narrative and just because of BBC, you just want everyone to lose. I know, and I think oh, they jinx it as well. Yeah, they like, jinx it. That Mur time, she came to She's too young for you to propel her into this level where she let her win something she's first. She's gonna get gold. Let her win something first, and then you have something to go off. Also, the right now you've got the race walking going on. So if you like race walking, are you sick? Sometimes I watch the race walking. Why would you watch people walking? Well, why would you watch people running or throwing something? It's the same principle. Okay, but you watch people running. Well, you watch people running. It's more exciting than watching people walk. I watch people walk to the tube station every single bloody day. I'm not about to watch them do it on on BBC. Makes no sense. Guys, if you like race walking, the 50k. And then 20k. Yeah, 50k and 20k. I think. What walking? Yeah, 50k race walk and 20 kilometers race walk, both men and women. They start at 7.45 in the morning. Yes, because they have to walk Walk for like three hours. (laughs) Okay, guys, thank you for listening. And yeah, maybe share this with Sebastian Coe. You never know. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.